Is Amazon entering the home gaming space? And why the f*** is Flappy Bird so popular? All that and more Tech 411 starts now. Your personal guide to everything tech. Tech 4. Tech 411 with Oscar Santana and Todd Moore. Hey now, welcome to Tech 411. I'm Oscar Santana. And I'm Todd Moore, and you're listening to the show 107. Todd, as we evolve here at uh, the Moore Broadcasting Studios in D.C., I want to thank you both, uh, Katie Cole and Todd Moore, uh, for making the trek. I know parking sucks, but you guys are making the best of it. Uh, let's jump right into it. So much tech news. We've actually been discussing one big story for the past week, and I think we were both kind of skeptical about it. Yeah. Uh, so Flappy Birds, uh, number one app in the country, this developer has, you know, he's got the story running that he had to take, he was going to take down his game and he took down his game because he couldn't handle the success. The success was ruining his life. Well, that was BS, but uh, it, it, it was really interesting to me to see this all unfold. Uh, it was kind of dramatic. There was a lot of press on this guy and a lot of press on this app. And I remember before uh, articles were being written about him, he's a Vietnamese programmer. He's 29 years old, and and he had yeah he had the number one free download on iTunes and uh, Google Play Store. And uh, before then, I had someone uh, text me that worked at a school and said, "Oh, I bet you're jealous." Everyone's talking about this this Flappy Bird game, mm-hmm. and I and I had no idea. I've never even heard of it. And then I went online. I went onto iTunes, and I was like, "Oh wow, it's the number one game." And I downloaded it, so uh, and I played it, and I didn't understand mm-hmm. why it was so popular. <laughs> and then I went to Super Bowl with you guys, and um, Julia, Julia, Rob's daughter, uh, just continued to play it over and over yeah. and over. And I, and I was at a breakneck pace, and I couldn't understand why. I didn't understand. First time I saw the game was on Julia's phone, but she had half half the people at that party yeah. playing it that day. Um, How many more downloads went down that day? Just because we were like, what is that? Yeah. At Jimmy's, I, probably like 40 of people were playing that game. Do but you, uh, did do you remember why she played it? Or did she ever say why she liked the game? I think it was because she said it was simple. All you had to do is tap the screen. Yeah, that's right. It's that's simple. what she yeah. said. Yeah, she, she said she, it's easy. She said she likes the controls because all you do is you have to tap the screen. Yeah. You tap the screen, the bird flaps and then goes up a little bit on the screen. You just have to keep tapping the, the screen in order to keep the bird level. If you were playing Nintendo, it's like hitting the, the, the B button or A button to make exactly. fly. And, you, you know? and, and way to bring up Nintendo because it looked just like an old school Nintendo game, especially with the green pipes. It looked like Super Mario Brothers. And then there was all this analysis online that people were saying that you know, he, he may have copied artwork and it looked pretty similar. Oh. The bird the doppelganger, the bird itself looked like something out of super Mario brother world. And then like the pipes were super Mario brothers. So it was heavily, and he even admitted it was heavily influenced by Nintendo. Yeah. But there's a difference between influence and completely ripping somebody off. Yeah. And I, I didn't think the artwork was a complete rip off, like bit for bit rip off. Well, because Mario wasn't in it. You could definitely tell those pipes were Mario yeah. brothers though. That's the first thing you thought. Let me ask you a question. And I know this already happens in the app world. How many times do you see games get completely ripped off within like a good 48 hour to a week's time oh, span? I mean, it happens. It happens right? all the time. All, All the, the time. time. Yeah. As soon as there's already some new, there's going to be a whole slew of new apps coming out that copy this app. Oh, yeah. Now there's already three in the top 10 games that are basically ripoffs. Now, what is that? And I guess really this is this question's for Todd. What does that say to the developer community? 
<laughs> that you don't have to be creative. You can just take one of these games and copy them and absolutely make a I living. Mean, there, I think there's a there there is money to be had in just copying what what works out there. And how do games like Temple Run still maintain their market share? Then it's tough when you're an independent developer. You you hope people still go for the original, but there's I mean there's just so much competition. And I look at White Noise and I've seen it just completely copied the interface and everything. And I've spent years on that. And someone comes along and they just copy the whole interface. And what can you do? I mean, you can send a cease and desist, and you know Apple gives you the mechanisms to do that. And I think that's possibly what happened here. There's a rumor on the street that well first of all to get to get back to what happened the press went nuts over this kid and they started interviewing him like crazy yes forbes came out with what was interesting was a very positive article on this game and and then uh within a couple days another guy wrote on forbes and it, it was like completely destroying the game and calling it a copy and and then all they the tore s- it apart there was a huge backlash against this kid and uh, you got to have thick skin when you're in the app business. And I think that he, one, I actually believe that he probably couldn't handle all the tweets. You get a lot of haters out there, no matter yeah. what, whether you have a good app or not. But unfortunately, this kid didn't change the artwork enough, I feel, in this game. And so he got slammed for it. One, I do believe he's really upset and you can Mm -hmm. see his tweets and you can see it all unfold how he's like, I just want my peace back. Please press, leave me alone. Mm -hmm. Right. And and they don't can't be Robin Hood and continue to rob. (laughs) I mean, and and not not rob and give to the poor. What he's doing is we got kind of a heads up on this this past weekend where I saw this article and I said, is this guy, he's, he's setting a date to leave. And I actually wrote a text to, uh, Katie about this is it's like a band saying that they're going on tour. I mean, they're going to break up and they're retiring, but they're going to go on tour for two years Yeah, to sell out every venue across the, around the world. But this guy just had a, one big weekend of ads. Yeah. He said he's going to take down his game in 22 hours. He's sorry to all the users, yeah. but wait, he gave you the, but wait in 22 hours, he could have just taken it down. He could have just taken it down. Uh, then he signed off a of Twitter. I haven't seen him tweet since then. Uh, and I honestly, you texted me. It was like, this is brilliant marketing. And it, and it kind of was. Uh, but I didn't think he was going to do it. I was thinking he probably is on lack of sleep, mm. uh, especially when my game was featured and it was like the number one game. Yeah. Like I didn't sleep at all, you know, mm. and I'm you're just getting all this feedback from the world, you know. And yes. It, it can uh, it means you're not going to be sleeping very much. And I, I just assumed he was in that situation and the kid just needed to unplug Twitter, unplug his Internet, get some sleep, wake up the next morning and realize, <laughs> oh, wow, I'm making a ton of money. I, I'm not going to turn this thing off. I saw uh, a post on your Facebook page and you and Katie could probably talk to this point as far as um, the type of maintenance it takes when you have a popular game like this. Uh, you have a small uh, development house, very popular one, but but you know you've got a team of four people now, and when uh, and again this is a, a different type of success because this is this is a, like a big kaboom as far as being number one on both platforms, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you were on Google Play. What type of maintenance does it take to actually take care of that um, type of response from an audience? In his case, probably not much because the game was so simple. In the case of Compulsive, we, we were getting... Uh, feature requests. Feature requests. A, a, and that was the big one, is people just were dying to have more content, more game modes. 
And the great thing about Google Play is you can instantly update the app. There's no review process. So that most of our time that whole week was just spent like adding new stuff and fixing any crashes that we are noticing because you get a ton of crash reports when you have that many devices using your game. Uh, I don't know if he had to deal with that. That's why I feel like he was buying time. Yeah. I don't know exactly. He still has popular games on the store, right? Yeah. Well, that's the thing. He delisted that. He still has the number 10. Yeah. Juggling games. Like the number 10 free still. And then his other one uh, is like still number 50 something. So he's got, he already had three in the top hundred. If we go into marketing 101, and I think that the people that get to listen to the show get, um, both sides. I get it from user perspective, from myself and from you guys, from the developer house. I would say that couldn't he have taken his number one game and even if he had some legal issues in, down the pipe, right? Mm-hmm. He could have taken that game and slammed it with his own game, his games that weren't so popular with the ads for his own game, correct? Well, I mean, we did see his other games kind of rise and to then the top artificially as well. rank them up. Yeah, I don't know if he was running house ads, but he could have been. Maybe that's why his other apps got so high Insane. up in the ranking. I didn't see them as I was playing. Yeah, oh, and I think I played the most out of all of us. Because how does how does one developer have three top ten games? Well, I mean, again, it came out of nowhere. I, I, in, in Flappy Bird was created over a year ago, mm-hmm. and I tracked it, and it, it was a zero ranking forever. Yeah, and then I think there, I I don't know what happened, but then it just shot out of nothing and to all the way to number one, and it happened within the span of a week or two that it made the number one spot. And I looked on App Annie and I tracked it, but I don't know exactly why it took off. I think there was an article that was written about it, but I think that was once it kind of got popular. It just kind of, I think the you know the, young, the younger folks story. like Julia likes just. And just found it, it and it just spread viral. I don't, you know? yeah, again, I see that, but I feel like well, there's more to the story simply because it doesn't, it just doesn't make sense. And this isn't, again, if you're listening to this, this isn't hating. I'm confused by this. I'm confused by the rise of this app. I, we all are. I'm not sure the rise of this one in particular, mm-hmm. but I know Julia was even showing me the juggling one that she was telling me that she enjoyed Flappy Bird so much, but would get frustrated. So then would go to his other game and try the juggling one. But yeah. she said that one was harder, so then she stopped playing. It. And that happens. But like, it was just, I like this game so much. What else do they have? Right. And oh, just like simply looking at what stores, what they have to offer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that happens a lot. Like when, when you know, my, my apps get featured, you see a kind of a boost overall. That's cool. Without you know, even running house whole, ads. Yeah. Because okay. people are clicking the more apps button or whatever you yeah. have in there. That's cool. Well, I mean, again, uh, I, I don't feel any... Uh, any disdain towards this gentleman? I'm, I'm hoping that he took that Brinks truck uh, full of dollars. <laughs> well, it probably hasn't hit yet, but, uh, you know. There's if there's usually, legal issues, there's will usually not a get month. that ad money? Well, that that's questionable. Wow. We don't know. He probably will still get the ad revenue. Um, the rumor on the street is Nintendo sent him a cease and desist, and we don't have any confirmation that actually happened. In fact, uh, the programmer actually said this is not because of a legal reason. Yeah. He tweeted that, um, but we don't know for sure. It, for me, for someone to say, I'm going to remove my app in 22 hours, that usually means that they got to cease and desist. And if they didn't remove the app out of a store by a certain time, mm-hmm. hence, you know, midnight of whatever yes. day, and that just happened to be 22 hours from now. Yeah, a strange you know, time period. 
Yeah, I mean, it's just right. If you're going to delist it, delist it, right? But it looked like he maybe he was given a time frame to get it out of the yeah. store, and that's why everyone thinks it's a cease and desist. Or the letter in Vietnam. Copyright infringement. Oh, yeah, somebody would definitely have done that. Or uh, it could have been a patent troll. Who knows? I mean, he, he could have been threatened. He had so much media attention. <gasps> I'm sure the patent trolls lined up. I'm sure Nintendo took notice. I never thought about that. You never know. You never know. And if he really did rip off the artwork, like then, you know, that's a serious problem. And I think he's kind of dumb for, for not immediately, as soon as the game got popular, immediately maybe changing some of the artwork around yes. if, if people were would saying... It would have been an update. He yeah. Could have well, he did do an update. It updated uh, when all this stuff was going down, but the artwork did not change. He was just kind of adding new features, I think. And, um, you know, nothing nothing really changed in terms of that. And then all of a sudden he delisted it. So I, it kind of sounds like infringement. Yeah. Well, we'll find out. I'm sure that the truth, uh, it always, it, whether it's now or three months from now, we'll find out eventually. Yeah, and he didn't, he didn't delist any of his other games, right? That's what I'm saying. If you he know, was so tired If he really wanted his peace, yeah. he would have just shut, shut down and logged Give off. Give me peace, leave me alone. And, but, you know, the funniest comment someone, because I, I wrote on my Facebook page about this, would you walk away from $50,000 a day, or which comes out to be $18 million a year. Oh, my God. And uh, someone wrote back, no, I would take that money and pay someone to find, give me peace. You know, yeah. it's like, takes it, just hire someone to manage it, to change it. You you're now can hire developers to do whatever you want, yeah. and you can go and unplug for a year and move to a beach and find your peace. Yeah. And I think that's that's the right decision. He found his peace with a legal letter, allegedly. Uh, gentle, uh, ladies and gentlemen, speaking of games, just quickly, uh, the story came out right after uh, we recorded Tech 411 last week, and it has to do with Amazon and how Am Amazon has bought Double Helix Games, another gaming studio. And uh, Amazon did? Yeah, Amazon did. Hmm. And Double Helix uh, makes Killer Instinct, if you play that on uh, your Xbox or your PC, What's interesting about this move is that while Amazon wants to be in everything, there's this signal, and people have been talking about this for some time now, that Amazon will enter the gaming space of, in their own with their own set-top box. Makes sense. And on the outside looking in, uh, you know, the Xbox One's out there, hasn't done anything really, I have it, I don't nearly play it as much as I should, or I would, I would like to. There's not enough games to offer uh, the experience I was looking for out of the, the amount of money that was spent on it, and... To Xbox 360, and it's it really it's not a huge evolution from Xbox uh, 360 to Xbox One, and the Wii is suffering. We talked about that last week. And what's left? Is it time for someone, a new guy, to enter your space when it's not mobile gaming or tablet gaming? Mm, well, you know, I think there's just I see a lot of movement with Amazon more so than everyone else. And I'm talking Apple. I'm talking Google. I'm talking. I see so much growth in terms of gaming services that Amazon's been adding over the last six months. Yes. They have their own uh, game game service platform mm -hmm. now. It's called the Game Circle. And they are, I, I've been impressed with what they're able to do. And their whole Kindle line seems to be doing very well. I, I get way more downloads on the Google Play Store. Oh, you're seeing but, that. But I see a lot a growth. of growth on the Amazon side and the services they're offering and how they're treating developers is incredible. It's amazing. Uh, me and Katie have been on the phone with Amazon multiple times talking about 
uh, new products and services that are being rolled out for oh, developers wow. and we're getting early access to them. I, there's just, I do, I'm not surprised one bit that they want to get into gaming and, and create a gaming console that you can also read books on or something, you know, like they, they want to build out that whole infrastructure more than just the, the, the small Android Kindle devices. So you believe that there is a, there is a hardware device on the horizon. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and they already have the prime right yeah, for yeah, movies, yes, but do. nobody uses them. I don't ever log into Amazon because not it's for not, movies. it's just Cause not I, convenient. Cause I'm, you gotta use your web browser. You gotta use your desktop. Yeah. If you don't have a computer hooked up to your TV, it's not the easiest thing to deal with. And Amazon's great because they will practice, Practically, they're like Google. They'll just give the hardware away. They yeah. want people on Prime, and they want people downloading movies. And if they could throw in video games at the same time, like PC quality video games, that would be a revolution. We saw a lot of uh, the little boxes, the Steam machines that were taking these PC games and putting them onto um, your, putting them in your living room, where you before be at your desk. And you know, we always hear of people dying playing World of Warcraft because they played eighteen hours, but now. These steam machines allow you to play them uh, right on your te television. So even if it was something like that, I see that. And the revenue that comes from owning a gaming studio and then selling a big title like Killer Instinct mm -hmm. or your own title, one title could really bring a lot of people to the party, right. depending on what you're doing. I think there's this huge opportunity, not even for the, the big gaming um, companies like Double Helix. I'm talking about all of these developers have built Android tablet games, right? Yes. But there's no reason they couldn't be adapted to the television easily. All you need is to support some type of controller. And it's a no-brainer. And the fact that Apple hasn't done it with their tablet video games, the fact that disappointing. Uh, Google... It's frankly disappointing they haven't done that yet. Yeah, I can't believe Google hasn't come out with a game console. Like I think Amazon is going to push hard and come out with something where you can stream movies and play video games. And if they could somehow get the higher end 3D stuff like this gaming house can do, I, I think they'll I think they'll have a pretty uh, compelling product. No, I believe so as well. I just thought it was interesting. And the amount of money that, that Amazon has, the way they're spending it is also uh, smart, in my opinion. Uh, now, I don't know if we'll ever see the drone delivery package uh, within the next five to 10 years, but uh, a gaming company, definitely see that in under your home with a set-top box. Uh, Outside of that, there's so much more news going on. Todd, um, my last uh, contribution uh, that I definitely want to get in is that LG has knocked down the price of their curved 55-inch television. Ooh. Now, by knocked down, I mean at one point it was almost $15,000. Right. They knocked it down by $7,000, and that's including the $1,000 mail-in rebate. So are you still in the market for $7,000, 55-inch curved TV? <laughs> I was never in the market for that. Yes. I don't know where you're coming up no, with that. The man idea. won't buy a new TV. I, I like my existing TV. It's got a DLP. It was from 1991. It's so pretty. I mean, it's huge. Don't it's get huge. me wrong. You yeah. just, I always just want you to hang an 80-inch You know what it is? I'm just like, I want a new TV, but then I'm like, oh, what a hassle to sell this thing. I have to carry it downstairs. You don't have to do anything. Yeah, Don't you have uh, Who's employee, employee two? Robbie? <laughs> Get some of him and his bandmates to come down <laughs> and move that thing. <laughs> Didn't he join a band or something? No, no. He, yeah, so, he moved in with a band. Yeah, yeah. He was get, regretting that decision. Yeah, get uh, <laughs> you know, get Megadeth to come in and then <laughs> take him and his roommate and uh, move that TV. So you basically see that that selling the selling part is the tough well, part. Well, you don't you. get what you what you want no, for no. it. Like it's gonna be worth nothing. Because I might as well just donate well, it. Well, it's right? a beautiful TV, it's a, it's a DLP. But it's seventy two inch. Yeah, it's nice. It's a it's big. Yeah. And I've got everything hooked up to it. It works great. 
Uh, I mean, if it ever breaks, I'm definitely, I'm just holding out, man. Yeah. I want, I don't want a power curved. surge. I don't want a curved TV though. I want, I just want flat on the wall like you have in your place. Yeah. I, an That'll inch, open I, up that space. 80 inch would be nice. Um, I'm sure that's not the first time someone said that before. Uh, I would say that a curved TV would be cool if you could put it in the corner of a room. So we're in the studio now. A curved TV would work there because it's dead space regardless. But for $7,000, I don't know who's in that market. And clearly nobody was in the market at $15,000. And, and I'm not in the market for curves. And there's not, a, there's not enough 4K television out there to be consumed, except for yeah. House of Cards and a handful of other networks and some However, cable systems. what would be great is with the 4K TV, just hooking up a regular Mac or PC to it, taking advantage of that resolution and then like web browsing or streaming will look oh, I never thought a about lot that. better. And then of course, Netflix will have 4k pretty soon. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. But you could still like surf the web with a browser on your T on the wall and it would look amazing. How many people in, and this is for you, Katie as well, in your lives has a computer hooked up to their TV in their living room. Well, I you, would say, you no, know I do. I know you do. And I do because of you and my brother, of course, anyone yeah. who's techie probably does. Right? It's not uncommon now. Do you know anybody? Not besides you guys. Oh. Mm. Well, you're 20. I was going to say, most of my friends don't even have cable. Little 22. Little computers hooked up to their TVs. Yeah. Some of them don't have computers. No, they all have I'm computers. Of course. Just was, no I'll, one has cable. I was, <laughs> I Nobody was has, They're all unplugged. That's good. I, I was watching Girls yesterday. and um, Why? Well, I don't know. It's just I'm sitting there, and I know that True True uh, True Detective's coming out as well, so I just sit there and consume it. I, I, I watch Leah Dunham, and I want to hate her, but I, I know that she's so talented that I can't hate her, but I want to hate her. I don't know why, but the, the show is like, it, it, I have some sort of um, obsession with seeing how much less clothes she's going to wear <laughs> this week, upsettingly so. That being said, um, they showed everybody in that actual show, which is supposed to be like real-time, real-life New York... And I know it's a TV show, but they're watching TV shows on their computer. That's what's indicative. I said, see, that that wouldn't have happened five years ago. You wouldn't be watching TV on your computer. But now with Hulu Plus and Netflix and all these other services, that's what you, that's what you do. Yeah. Do you watch your cable or any programming on your computer more so? Or is it 50-50 for you? You're um, 23? Okay. 24. 24. I would say the only programs I really watch on my TV are sports. Okay. And you're, Everything you love else sports. Everything else I really, if it's not a Caps game, I'm usually just on my computer. Sports like, is holding us back, man. You like know, even maybe. right now, I still have my Apple TV and I still go to my computer for whatever reason. I go to my 13 inch MacBook Air yeah. instead of my air dropping it and streaming it on Apple TV. Because it's those extra steps, even though they're so easy that you don't want to deal with. Yeah. You have it right there. I, I thought that'd be interesting to know. Like really, uh, I mean, you I, know what's interesting What is looking at your cable bill and I hadn't looked at it for a year. And they, they were charging me all kinds of stuff. They were charging what do you me mean? For, they were charging me for... You don't have cable. I know, but they're charging me for cable TV. They're charging me for <laughs> uh, renting a cable modem. And all I do is have internet. I just have internet. So What? For a year, I've been paying for some modem rental. They said they're going to refund all of that. And, but it hap that's, this is the second time that's happened, by the oh, way. Oh, no. Every time I like sign up for a new promotion deal, yeah. they always start to charge me for a modem that doesn't exist. I never even thought of it because you have your own gear. And it says I have TV, but you I don't never, have cable TV. I don't have a cable box. No. And I've never streamed it. No. Have you ever uh, tried plugging in your coaxial to see if no. you just get basic? No, I actually unplugged them all from the house, from the outside of the house. I unplugged it all. What? Yeah, I don't, I don't want it because the internet comes over the cable. Yes. And I don't want any uh, interference any interference or bleeding or whenever you split a line or have long runs, yeah. it just causes noise. 
And so I wanted the fastest internet connection possible. So I have a direct line. It just goes straight in, right to the modem. And then from the modem, it's Wi-Fi out. Wow. But I don't have long lines of coax. And now... And I, and I tip, tip the guy a few bucks to yeah? make sure that... Yeah, I was like, this is how I want you to wire it. No long lines. No long... I want one. I want the best line. That must have been the... the and it was great, man. He, he gave me like the meter and I'm like yeah. shouting numbers out. I'm like, this is a good line. <laughs> And uh, so the internet is pretty, was pretty solid anyway. Sometimes, you, sometimes I wonder. Yeah, but I, check your bills, my point. Yeah, you no, know, but sometimes I wonder about you where you, I mean, again, you wanted the fastest line coming to your house. Mm -hmm. And they don't offer Verizon uh, yeah. Fios in your area. Across the street they do. Yeah, across, they just, I'll never understand that. People are so happy over there. They're waving at me. Did it, impro <laughs> did it improve your speed or was that all for not? You can be honest. Uh, no, and it, it mainly improves quality, which also improves speed. The stability. So you'll, a lot of times when you're on the internet, you'll, let's say you're streaming a movie and then you'll see it cut down to low res and then yeah. it'll jump back it'll go up. HDSD. That's, that's quality, right? That's, you probably missed a few packets. It's catching up. And so it's those little glitches that, you know, that could be a quality issue, not necessarily a download speed issue. So you noticed a quality improvement when you did that? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Well, somebody listening right now may have that same issue. You might have just helped them. You well, I think we talked about it on one of the earliest shows, right when I moved to Arlington. Oh, but you were still trying yeah. to find a solution of how you're going to yeah. get. And I've, I, had, and I've had so many issues. I've had drop packets. I've had fragments. I've had this. I've had that. And so I've constantly been troubleshooting this thing. I can only imagine. Um, okay. Uh, anything else before we get to apps of the week? Ah uh, no, we're good I to think, go. I think we're ready for apps Who of the week. Who thinks they have the best oh, app in I think the room? Katie, well, well, Todd has the best app. No, I don't. Y yes, you do. Okay, she says. Okay, so. well then I'll go first, just because I feel like you guys are setting me up. <laughs> That's all right. Um, my app of the week, shockingly enough, maybe uh, if you're friends with uh, myself, uh, Oscar Santana on Facebook, you've seen it. I'd like to thank my friends at TMSoft um, for working as hard as they they would. <laughs> Uh, Tech for One Show is uh, the new app from Free App Company. Oh, I guess I won't be doing that one. No, no. <laughs> That's why I said Todd had the best one. Oh, was he going to do that one? Yeah. No. I have another one. I got another one. I, I got, have another no, one. No, no. I was actually going to do a different one. Okay, because I do have another one. No, no. Go I ahead. can use this one. Go ahead. Um, so Tech for One uh, Show has been around for a while now, and we've been doing it for, I think, almost eight years. If I haven't mistaken. even known you for eight years. 1998. No, I don't no. think so. Uh, 2008. Is when we started, uh, right? Um, yeah, two thousand eight, two thousand nine was when we oh, did WJFK. I always think that it was in two thousand eight. Two thousand eight is when I first started doing apps. Two thousand nine is when I called in to your show, Big O and Dukes. Okay, so and then, then how many years is that now? Two thousand five. Going on five. Five. five but years. I. But I'm. But so we've only known each other for five years. Five or six years. Yeah. I feel like it's been forever. <laughs> right? Isn't it draining? Mm -hmm. it okay, is. so Tech for One Show is available on iOS and Android devices. You can download it now. It's absolutely free. And the difference between uh, your former Tech for One uh, Show application that allows you to get all uh, the great program we offer on the program on demand, uh, I would say that this, and I'll leave this to you, Todd, is a brand new iteration of a podcast app. It allows you to do so many more things that the, some apps out there don't even let you touch on an application. And it's an evolution of what was um, kind of the way that you would consume this show. And to come, Big Owen Dukes and the Michael Mara Show Networks will have this type of framework for consuming the shows. Right. Yeah. So the big thing with this new update, well, it's a new update on iOS, 
but it's a brand new app on Android. Mm -hmm. And so the big thing about this was I created it using a gaming engine, the what I'm creating Compulsive with. Yes. And I made a podcast app. So this is the first time I've tried that. I've used my gaming cross-platform library so that I could build both the Android and the iOS at the same time. And so the, the great benefit being there's all this shared code between both platforms. And that way, you know, if I fix a bug on iOS, I fix it on Android. You know what I mean? So it's... That's not easy to do. No, it's not easy to do because you give up the ability to have user interface controls that each platform gives you for free. Mm -hmm. So I had to write all of the stuff. From scratch. Like, it's basically writing a video game. You have to come up with all the graphics. You got to lay them out all yourself and you just put them on there. But the fact that I've been writing video games now for over a year uh, using this this library made it fairly easy to, to throw this together. And some of the benefits uh, that this app will do is it allows you to download to your phone mm -hmm. first, like let's say you're on Wi-Fi, and then you can actually turn off the connection and still listen to your downloaded on podcast. So you couldn't do that before. It was only live streaming. You can still live stream. Uh, if you tap it and it's downloading, you can tap it again and say, listen to live stream. But uh, if you want to make sure that you're not burning up your connection, you download first and then you can listen. And it has all of the, you can, you know, going forward, backwards and scrubbing. I like the animation, the reel to reel. Thank you. Old school, real, 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 real. And I thought, I thought you guys might appreciate that. Mike loves it. Um, there's Chad for that matter. There's also a few hidden features in the settings you can check out. It'll, you can set it up to automatically download however many you want and then automatically delete. Once you've listened, you can configure all that stuff. Uh, so definitely check it out. I'm really proud of this. Uh, congratulations. And again, thank you, uh, for your help, not just on this program for this, the tech from one show app, but big Owen Dukes and, uh, the Michael Mara show coming soon. To soon. Come. Yeah. Yes. Um, but uh, the biggest compliment I got about this application and your guys build is that it's clean, Yeah. that anybody can pick it up and they know how to use it. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. not confusing. There isn't too much there. And that's, that's Simple. sometimes can happen when, People get a device or they get an opportunity to build something. You can, you can go to, you can add every feature possible, but sometimes the best solution is the easy, not the easy solution, but the simple, clean solution. Yeah. And that's, that's the way I like my apps to be simple, clean. And uh, so it is, it does have that modern appeal to it yet. It has a lot of stuff going on in the back, but you're not exposed to it. So yeah. that's the cool thing. Sophisticated, but clean. Yeah. I mean, there, there really is some good stuff inside of there. It's multi-threaded. You can download multiple podcasts at the same time. You can queue them up. I mean, there's, there's just a ton of stuff that we had to write that you don't even see. Uh, but right now, like you said, we released this one first because, uh, you know, we want to make sure that it's solid. And then when Big O and Dukes and uh, TMOS is ready, uh, then we'll, we'll get those out pretty soon. We got going. Perfect. Uh, again, Tech From One Show available on iOS and Android. Who would like to go next? I'll go next. All right. Um, mine is a game, Help Me Fly. Um, I got it for free somewhere. I'm not sure if it was Starbucks or Apple oh, featured it. I paid $1.99 for it. Oh. It's Okay. <laughs> I liked it. Um, I started playing. I was like, it's not so bad. Well, good, because I didn't know the price. <laughs> but <laughs> when I downloaded you. it, I think I played like three or four levels and I thought it was really stupid. But now I'm on level 42. Oh. All in like one sitting. Um, you kind of hook up. It's like a switchboard with the circuits and wires. And you need to connect the plane to the battery using different random puzzle pieces. But it actually, when you get farther along, it does get challenging. Oh, good. 
So you, actually, your replay value is strong. Yeah. Okay, not so bad for a dollar ninety nine. You can't go wrong. But if you get it for free, like Katie Cole with their Starbucks app, apparently I got to start going to start. Star, there's a Starbucks on the first floor here. Yeah. I got to start doing that. Yeah. No, they, you do. You could do it from your phone. Really. Yeah, that. the Starbucks app you could download other apps from, and that really is the best app. And I, I believe my app of the week is might also be free if you get the from Starbucks. Starbucks? Yeah, yeah, I love using that, that Starbucks. You guys app. have been talking about that for a while now. I finally got to get it on board. Yeah, man. So even my, my mom's on board with Starbucks. Wow, apps. Uh, it's great. It's great because you get free stuff, free music, free apps. Would you ever put your apps on there? Absolutely. Yeah, Here's we actually, huh? Yours is on there. What do you mean? Or your... Um, my app's not on there. No, the one you downloaded. Yeah, but your yeah, app's yeah, from yeah, the GMSoft. Okay, so that my app of the week is actually in the Starbucks app. Okay, so you can get it for so free through Starbucks. You can get it for free through Starbucks. Right it's called Tasky. T-A-A-S-K-Y. It's another to-do app. I know. We've probably <laughs> had a million recommended by Oscar. I, I like them. My number one dog is Wonder Wonderlist right now, but I can try yours. Yeah, I mean, especially if you can get it for free right now. Yeah. You're not going to be able to do it forever. So download the Starbucks app. Get the Tasky. It's a $1.99 usually. If you have the need for a to-do list, this thing is beautiful. Like, it's well done. Um, I, I just, I'm just blown away by how simple and easy to use it is. And if you just want to to remind yourself to do things like buying a new toothbrush or clean the house or get this, get that, it's a to-do list and it's so easy to use. Tasky? Tasky. Or Tasky. Tasky. T-A-A-S-K-Y. Okay. Thank and you. it's by Clevio SRO. Tasky. It's right. uh, no, it's really it's 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 just a beautiful looking app. And and granted, to do lists are very simple, but uh, that's probably the one thing that I do the most. Like as far as oh, I've seen your to do list, the d- data entry, you know, Dexter, Dexter style. Well, that's to, my whiteboard in the office. So. I walk in, I'm like, oh wow, <laughs> where's the plastic? Oh man, I'm just I, I'm serious. I have to do lists. I have my daily to-do list, and I'm crossing them, and then I have I, my monthly to-do list. the most efficient. I have my yearly to-do Again, list. Again, this is not, I'm not, uh, you know, uh, crawling down your trousers because you made a great app. Uh, but I will say that when I met Todd, I remember he just moved into his new place. Oh, no, he was in his old place. I saw a little yellow piece of paper with a to-do list for his personal ones. I'm like, oh, this guy's real organized. And then when Todd moved to closer to D.C., right outside of Washington, D.C., I saw this tall like legal pad full of to-do lists and i was like this man's all about to-do lists <laughs> like, you know what the problem is they yes. keep growing and then okay. i never cross enough off the list which is why i've been hiring people because oh. i realize i can't get everything done i want to get done well, you got a good team you're building a great a great company so Absolutely. Yeah. again tasky uh get it through the starbucks app and you can get help me fly through the starbucks app as yeah. well you guys really visit starbucks a lot i'm gonna get into this game and tech from one show available both of them on both platforms? Yes. Okay, perfect. What do we have to plug? Uh, well, you pretty much plugged the hell out of Tech411. Yeah. But uh, you can follow me on Twitter, at Todd Moore, and uh, that's about it. Uh, Casey the girl? Or oh, do I get it wrong all the time? I follow Every you. Time. Oh, oh, oh. But real yes. quickly, because he didn't mention it. Please upgrade or download it and just post a five-star review. as soon. Whenever you update an app, yeah. it just... It gets slammed because all you basically reset all your reviews. So even if you wrote a review before, just repost it. I'll mention that on the big show tomorrow. Okay, great. So that'll help as well. So review review those apps, review Tuck for One Show. Uh, Again, it's The Girl KC. Yes. At The Girl KC on Twitter. I'm at at Oscar Radio. Over 8,000. 
Nice. 8,000 followers. I don't know nice. how that happened. And um, as far as this new studio is concerned, we'll continue evolving. We've got compression now. And yeah, let, we'll us, let Oscar know if it sounds good. Yeah. Well, I'm sure. Don't do that. Yeah. They're, 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 right on his hate. Facebook page. Let, let him just, know. They'll just hate. All right. It's not done yet. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's it for our show. Hope you enjoyed it. We'll see you next time. Ciao, ciao. This is the sound. This is Tech 411. The preceding program was brought to you by More Broadcasting. For more information, visit us at morebroadcasting.com.